You guys should have heard it. You guys should have heard it. <laughs> oh, these thin walls. I don't know what the hell my parents are watching. Killbox Studios. Yeah. What up? Pressure. Representing my homie, DJ Miss Hoodie. What's good? The girl get a grind on, man, for real. Check it. Queens in the building, stand up. Tell me, have you seen her? Who stepped in the arena? Miss Hoodie serving, he crossed the net like Serena. And everything she played is great. So let the haters hate. Virus to their database, scrambling their data rate. Plus, I got your back like scoliosis. Pressure got the antidote. Be careful of the dosage. The girl is everywhere. Yup, every known geography. Plus, she get a swerve on with zero toxicology. The hottest beat. Hoodie and pressure in the building. Of course, the competitions, man. We meant to hurt your feelings. We see through all the politics. The truth is so revealing. We underground as hell. You hear us banging on the ceiling. Queens representative. Arizona resident. Call up a detective. Truth is in the evidence. And evidently present is a force that makes you hesitant. Miss Hoodie's red light is on. Destruction. Is hey, hey, what's going on? It's your girl, Miss DJ Hoodie, getting at you guys on Friday, January 18th, 2019, at what is this? 8 16, excuse me, p.m. at night. <sighs> Oh my gosh, I was supposed to go out driving Uber this evening, but I decided not to. Why? Because I cooked this bomb-ass pork chop. It was so good. And I ate that, what, hours ago? And I am so full. And on top of that, I am drinking coffee really really bad right now because <laughs> you know coffee for me is very filling and uh, I'm having that on top of a full tummy so yeah I'm not trying to drive uber feeling uncomfortable so I'll just go ahead and drive tomorrow morning why not I do not want to pick up intoxicated people tonight it's Friday I'm not that crazy <laughs> I just don't want to do it but yes, I am your host, Miss DJ Hoodie, and you are listening to the Why Run podcast here at thekivas.fm. And yeah, I wanted to do a little promo if I could, and hopefully you guys do not mind. But now you guys can find me on the podcast player on CastBox. And yeah, just search Why Run, and I should pop up. So yeah, I got one subscriber. And I am my number one fan. <laughs> I know that's stupid, right? But um, I subscribed to myself just to see, you know what I mean? Like just to kind of see how all this works and if the notifications work and things. But we've all done it. Come on. You know, you were your first subscriber on youtube or just whatever if you're a content creator you know we're going to find out what works and what doesn't if we get notifications or not but yeah if you see one subscriber on there that's me but make me happy 
and subscribe. I would really, really appreciate it. And again, that's on the podcast player cast box. So you can go ahead and download the podcast player app and search me, the Why Run Podcast. Alrighty, so um, in today's podcast, I wanted to talk a little bit about the R. Kelly thing. Uh, not too much mm, on it or about it, uh, and I'll explain why. But um, yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about that. And Sparkle, uh, she's one of my favorite uh, R&B singers, although she hasn't came out with uh, music in like 10 plus years she was actually on the r kelly documentary and i just wanted to talk a little bit about her um and let's see what else oh and Aaliyah, i wanted to talk a little bit about her too and her music and what else what else what else um i believe that's that's it for now um, I have to dig up my other notes, but yeah, just the, just the R. Kelly documentary, Sparkle and Aaliyah. So if you want to hear all what I have to say and my opinions about all that, stay tuned.
began doing talk radio and podcasting for more than 10 years is to, of course, have fun, enjoy, laugh, share, cry, rant. (laughs) I did all of those things and listening to this song and I guess what I'm about to talk about, I can relate to in a sense, not entirely what the girls have gone through with R. Kelly, but um, I can kind of see how things went the way it went why the girls thought the way that they thought and how they feel like they couldn't get out of it. Um, If you guys didn't know, if you guys are on Facebook and if you guys follow like the, I don't know, the hip-hop or R&B genre, then you would have seen the whole thing with this R&B male singer named R. Kelly. And if you guys don't know what's going on, basically it all started with 
him managing this other R&B artist who has passed away and she just had a birthday I believe two days ago and she would have been 40 but she passed away in a plane crash in the Bahamas when she was 21 and she oh my gosh she's just I would say still the princess of R&B like there's nobody that I see before her time during her time even after her time and even now there's no one I believe to be as lovely as she was and I've read comments of people saying oh well she lied about her age um she was a whore she was a slut and she shouldn't have got this much respect and recognition because of these things but we don't know as an audience and as supporters and fans we don't know well I believe we'll only know when we pass away like we'll know the truth but Right now, as if you guys want to call this a debate, if you guys want to call this something else, fine. But my opinion and what I know of her and being a fan and a listener and someone that has studied her lyrics and watched nearly (laughs) like a lot of interviews that she has done with other artists and other radio personalities even on the red carpet you know like just every interview that I've seen and articles you know I've collected you know Vibe magazine source and you know all of those ones that yes they're still out today but when she was featured in it or mentioned in it like I was on it okay um that doesn't mean that I'm not saying that I know everything and I'm not saying that you know I only know what I've read I only know what I've seen and what I've heard but um a lot of people were saying that her family has did a very good job at concealing all what they didn't want the public to know about her, R. Kelly, the marriage, the abortion if there was one, the him not knowing her age, her lying about her age. Like we don't know. We just don't know. But um it I would say it started from there. And um, they say that R. Kelly was in his 20s when he and Aaliyah got married when she was like 15. And like I said, we don't know if that's true. Her parents say that it's not true. I've seen a video of Aaliyah in a interview. Somebody asked her if it was true and she said, no, that is not true. So for her to say that 
And with all the information that's coming out now, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's like a lot of people knew, but they didn't want to say anything. Um, And then there was like some person saying that she caught R. Kelly and Aaliyah having sex in the studio. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Um... I'm just going to say that I did see the documentary, but I only seen the second and the third part. I missed the first part of Surviving R. Kelly. I did not see uh, the interview with Sparkle. I did not see the interview with his brother or two of his brothers or something I did not see even the girl that said she seen them having sex. So I can't really speak on the first part. But what I did catch was the girls that were forced to obey and not talk to their parents They had to have permission to use the bathroom to, you know, it's just, it's crazy. Um, I'm not going to talk about that, you know, as far as like individual, you know, individually. But what I will say as a whole is, you know, um, a lot of people are saying blame the parents. I could kind of see that part, but... I think what everyone fails to understand also is that teenagers, teenage girls, they can be manipulated and they're young. They want to do what they want to do. They think that they're grown. They think they know. They think they have the willpower to say no. Um, But see, these girls, they all had dreams in high hopes and this R. Kelly saw that and he used that to his advantage to lure them and promising them that they can make it he can manage them like how he managed Aaliyah and everyone knows Aaliyah and everyone knows that she was she left a legacy and I think a lot of the girls knew that and think that, oh, I could be just as big as Aaliyah. And none of them said this, but I'm guessing that's was that was what was in mind. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so you want to blame the parents? Sure, blame the parents, but... In a documentary, yeah, they're hurting. And um, I know people are saying, oh, why are you sad? You know, I bet the paycheck was good. You're just um, you're just speaking out against R. Kelly because a documentary, they are still paying you to do the interview. So we don't know how much thousands of dollars you're getting 
from doing this documentary or the publicity or the attention, the respect, the, you know, I mean, we, we don't know still, you know, like that's, that's kind of where I stand. Like that's kind of where I'm at in all this. As much as I want to be for, for the girls and for the parents, like, we we still don't know. We don't know. We only know what they have told us. We don't know if they're really hurting for money. That's why they, I don't know if they threw themselves at this documentary and saying, hey, you know, we had our own experiences, but... When the mother finally got a hold of her daughter and R. Kelly just turned her into a boy. Like, even though she was, like, a tomboy, like, it seems that R. Kelly took it, took her all the way there, you know? And um, it almost seemed like humiliation. So I don't know if she disobeyed him and that was her punishment i mean i don't know and um you know this this r kelly a lot he's been accused of quite a few things like yeah luring little girls and uh, making them pee in buckets in a corner um they have to ask to use the bathroom they have to ask to leave the room um when he comes into the room they all have to stand up and act like a puppy to him I mean not literally but you know like just kind of be at his feet and I mean it just seemed like you know I mean a sex cult I think that's kind of saying the most because a sex cult to me when that's being said is a bunch of people that are into it, that are into the sex cult idea. These girls, I feel like, are being forced to do these acts. Um, So I wouldn't call it a cult. I think it's just something that he's just demanding. Like, he's having them do crazy things and... Oh man, I wish I would have caught the first part of the R- surviving R. Kelly because I guess um, one of the brothers had said that they were sexually um, abused, molested by, I don't know if it was their older sister or somebody. I don't even know if it was a babysitter, but I guess this girl forced the brothers to perform sexual acts on her see so there was a lot that I feel like I missed um and I just only caught the second part and I've listened to other videos and um audio streams of people that were discussing it and just hearing their thoughts on it and all of them had really great points things that I I would agree on if, if, big if, I seen the first part. The second part is just like, okay, we know or we've heard what's been going on and 
how the girls are responding and the TMZ interviews and that is just it's crazy it's so crazy like how it even went on and it's still going on and when the girls got released from R. Kelly or I don't know if they were rescued or if they were let go like some of them actually went back to R. Kelly like that's crazy and you know now you're hearing about the Dave Chappelle uh being approached by R. Kelly and his goons back in the day when Dave Chappelle did a skit of R. Kelly and it was called Pee on You and I actually have that DVD and um you know it's it's the threats it's the it's not really confronting it's more like you know what I'm like trying to stop or confront the person that has exploited you and you're threatening them and these are young girls and I'm pretty sure they I mean if they're being held against their will being threatened like their families are being threatened and you know the girls they're so scared they don't know what to do or who to go to so maybe they feel like they're saving their families by not speaking out or going against R. Kelly but he's like hitting these girls also so it's like physical abuse mental abuse emotional abuse and that's just terrible. And I'm just wondering if Aaliyah ever went through something like that with R. Kelly as far as peeing in a bucket in a corner, getting permission to do certain things, leave the room or, uh, you know, um, that's just that's just crazy. And again, back to the comments, people were saying maybe... He had to marry Aaliyah at 15 because, first of all, um, I don't know if this is true, but everybody said that Aaliyah got, or maybe she got pregnant, and they had to get married for them to be able to have an abortion. I don't know that side of things. Like, I don't really, you know, I don't have children, and I'm not married, so I, you know, I know it's as simple as looking it up, but that kind of puzzles me a little bit like it really does and to go through all that and for Aaliyah to escape I mean should I even say that should I even say escape R. Kelly for her to continue to pursue her career with Missy Elliott and Timbaland and be able to go on dating and doing movies and music videos and interviews and with all of that behind her you know what I'm saying like and there's just a whole bunch of conspiracy there's a whole bunch of other things and other artists is that has something to do or maybe nothing to do with her accident you know uh, her death and it's crazy to listen to these girls and what they've gone through and um 
And it wasn't just teens. It was women in their 30s, you know. And, um, oh my gosh, it's it's just too crazy. But, um, you know, thinking about Aaliyah and just how sweet she is in these interviews, how soft-spoken she is. And, oh my God, her laughter is just so... Oh my gosh, like she's just, to me, she's one of the best. And, um, you know, really no one can take her place. And there's a lot of uh, R&B artists that I feel, or maybe it was just the music industry that were trying to replace her with Ciara and Ashanti and trying to name them the new R&B princess. But it has always been Aaliyah in my eyes. Um she's just so graceful if you guys check out her interviews uh, i i think you guys would see the same and she's so funny in her um you know back then it was like vlogging you know like they walk around or like mtvs walking around with these artists just go about their day going to the fair or going to the studio or just going out to eat like they're very interactive and they're very happy and their laughter their jokes their how they talk to other people and how they react to fans and how they are to the chauffeur you know I mean it's just she's just so amazing like and I would have loved to have met her um and just her music is just everything. And um, to think that, like, if you watch one of her videos, like, the one that's like a vlog, you know, like a vlogging type of video, but recorded professionally by, like, MTV, to see her, how she is in the studio and out in the street, how she is with family and with other people. Could you imagine going from what these girls have gone through to seeing her in that way in in the last days of her life? And I don't know if R. Kelly treated Aaliyah the same. You know what I'm saying? But... I also heard that Aaliyah's mother and family, they're very disappointed with the Surviving R. Kelly documentary. And there's a lot of people that are trying to call out Aaliyah's mom saying, hey, you did a really good job in concealing and and making Aaliyah appear this way, you know, graceful and, you know, so for me, it's kind of like, all right, well, how was Aaliyah then? You know, like, how how was Aaliyah a slut? Like, how was she a whore? Like, how, because I'm not seeing it. And these videos are, of course, on YouTube now, but clearly they were probably on VHS, you know? <laughs> um, so how do you, how, I mean... But like I said, we only know what is presented. Everybody else that's speaking against Aaliyah, against Aaliyah's mother and her brother and her entire family, the managers, R. Kelly, like they know them and have done business with them face to face, personally, you know, 
in the studio, like they're the ones that really know that we're just an arm's length away from Aaliyah. And we don't know if someone's trying to keep their mouth shut. We don't know if they're just doing this for the money. Uh, maybe they feel like the information that they have and that they can conceal within themselves because maybe they do that to make them feel or think that they are valuable because they have that information. So we really don't know. We don't know. And that's the whole sad thing about this. A lot of people say, oh my gosh, just let Aaliyah rest. Just let her rest and just, you know, leave it alone. And I feel like this documentary of surviving R. Kelly, maybe they were just trying to do that because they were only focused on the survivors, the the teens and the 30-year-olds. Um, trying to keep... Aaliyah's name out of it you know Aaliyah was mentioned in the documentary but it wasn't to bash her or it wasn't to like hey this is what really happened like it wasn't in Aaliyah documentary survive or surviving excuse me surrounding R. Kelly and I think they did a great job with that um the information that they gave with R. Kelly and Aaliyah was just to show that he has um, worked with her and has managed her. And he used that to pursue these young girls. More coming up after this.
Produced by Timbaland, Hot Like Fire Remix. When I was little and was introduced to Aaliyah's album, Age Ain't Nothing But a Number, I studied it as a kid. Um, And that's what's crazy for me as a child because um, first of all I like to think that I was different um my classmates would have called me strange (laughs) because I was so heavy into music and um when it came to Aaliyah's album Age Ain't Nothing But A Number I studied the title of that album and when I was a kid I just always had this curiosity and I think that's what frustrated me or frustrated me excuse me if frustrated my teachers and my classmates was I just always asked the weirdest questions and I always focused on why why you know like I always focused on the why I always just really wanted to know why like what does that mean like what does that really mean like when you say this why am I thinking this like when I say this what you're thinking isn't what I meant this was actually what I meant like I just had this weird way of learning but when you think about it I was just outside of the box like you know just thought realistically like I mean I don't know I know I'm going I'm (laughs) I know I'm, I'm um dragging right now but Age ain't nothing but a number. That kind of got me as a kid. I didn't know really what that meant. And as I got older and... Oh my gosh. In <laughs> in high school, I didn't know what sex was. And oh my gosh, this is, this is probably going to be like a, a part two. I don't know. But... Um, What I will say right now is I didn't know what sex was until I got into high school. And then when I, I don't want to say figured out what sex was, um, when I was told (laughs) what sex was in high school, in high school, you guys, 10th grade, and I didn't know what sex was, um, But once I found out, which you guys will hear in another podcast, and I'm going to write it down. (laughs) Um, 
when I really started listening and then when I finally got the biggest part of the puzzle, if you get what I'm saying, um, it clicked. And age ain't nothing but a number. Like, that was like, holy shit. Like, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's a good idea. And um, there was this video where it's quite clear that back in the day during high school, it was a thing to have a boyfriend that had a vehicle and that wasn't in school and had a job and had his own money and was able to take you to the movies and, you know, never really questioning the age. It was just all about what they could bring so whether it was a blunt or whether it was alcohol or whether it was being able to get you in a club and he made a great point that they were actually using those things to lure girls straight out from junior high and high school you know and um Even when all of that clicked in my head as to what sex was and you listen to SWV and you listen to like all these other artists like Genuine where they're really like singing about love making and you know one night stands you know then you got Moke and Steph and what they're singing about um, being cheated on but still loving the dude you know what I'm saying like it just never clicked until all of that and studying Aaliyah's album like there was just a lot of questions that I had as a kid like there was just things that I understood and there was a huge part of it that I guess I don't want to say just made up but as a kid your mind is pure like you haven't been introduced to anything explicit and I believe that it should be that way for all kids and I had a child mind up until 10th grade you know what I'm saying and um that album was pretty much telling on the whole thing And I know a lot of people won't really pick that up or they won't really pick on it, I should say. Um, But age ain't nothing but a number. That's a huge clue. And whether Aaliyah lied about her age, I would say, I think we all have, you know, lied about our age at one point. But to take it to the extent of sex and the extent to getting married, um, I would say who's, who's more close to being an adult? And if R. Kelly was in his 20s while doing all this, well, he knew better. He knew better. Um, but in videos, 
he has said, oh, you know, I'm managing this young girl. She's a very young girl. She's 15 or 16. See, and those, that has been quoted. So he knew. He knew. Um, but it, it's just, it's crazy. I don't even know what to say about the documentary. Um, you know, I'm not, uh, I don't want to say like I'm, I'm choosing sides or anything. It's, it's oof, especially R. Kelly, like in <laughs> my boyfriend said that he's seen the video. He's seen the video of him peeing on a young girl. I've never seen it. Um, but that's, first of all, very disgusting. Second, how dare he? And third, I wish that these girls had enough sense to go to their parents about all of this. And maybe they felt like their parents wouldn't understand because, like I said, a lot of the parents got blamed for all of this. But, you know, I think it goes on the teenagers more because they're the ones that didn't want, they wanted to live their own life, their best life. And and he used that. And he knew he had connections. He knew he had the money. He had, he could do whatever he wants. And the girls, I feel bad that they fell for it and they're still being held captive. Um, and now that's the only life that they know they can only have as far as being alive, you know. Um, that's the life that they only can know now and they're they're adapting to it and it's that part is so sad that is so sad but um you know I did not plan for this whole podcast to be all about that but I guess it is um and about Aaliyah and I wanted to touch bases on Sparkle really quick um, since I didn't see the first part of the Surviving R. Kelly documentary, the only thing that I'm going to say, because she spoke on that first part and I missed it, um, what I received in my YouTube notifications was a video, um, and it was discussing how she got back with her family. I didn't even know she fell out with her family. And I don't know why there was so much se uh, separation. And I don't know if I want to go into that. Or if that has anything to do with R. Kelly. I don't know. I didn't see the first part. And I didn't keep up with her um, in the early 2000s. But what she did say that I wanted to say that... Our, talk about because I'm excited to I want to do this like she said that she's been working on coming out with an album I believe she said it was uh before the documentary was even 
uh, announced or presented to her to speak on the documentary. So she didn't know that they were coming out with this documentary, but she said that she was planning and working on an album before all of this came up because a lot of people were dragging her for releasing a track for the surviving r kelly documentary so a lot of people were saying oh it's just public publicity she just wants recognition again because you know maybe she fell off or you know maybe she's struggling but she's like bitch i've been planning to come out with an album way before this was um said to me and i'm talking about it because i am a fan of hers um and I want to hear the album. Uh, I didn't hear the track that came out with Surviving R. Kelly. But I'm going to try and find it. I'm sure it's out on YouTube somewhere. Uh, or on even on the Lifetime website. I don't know. But I'm going to find it. And listen to it. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to do a review on it. But if I do, you guys are going to hear it now on the Why Run podcast. And, um, yeah, I just wanted to speak on Sparkle, that she was coming out with some music and has released a track and I wanted to hear it. Um, and I'll say it again, I haven't caught her part of the documentary in the first section, so I can't speak on Sparkle. Only from what I heard was that she put her niece onto r kelly but she claims that she did not know that he was about that about little girls otherwise she said from what i've heard that she if she knew that she wouldn't have done it but um it's so crazy if i can again find that part that part of the documentary on lifetime on YouTube, I will try to find it and watch it and, I don't know, maybe do, um, now that I've, <laughs> now that I've came out and kind of told you guys just a little bit about me not knowing what sex was until, like, I got into high school, that kind of, it reminded me, um, well, the documentary reminded me of that part of my life and how I took it (laughs) because this is sexual abuse and music related and for me it was I think it would be a perfect thing to talk about so I'm going to write it down in my notes for uh Monday's podcast so if you guys want to know the whole story and I've said it before um, about me finding out what sex was and how embarrassing it was for me. But I said it before and I'll say it again in the podcast just to, you know, uh, I think you guys will get a kick out of it because when I do tell people about it, they laugh at me. And yeah, it's kind of funny, but it's not at the same time because of what I've been through and I want to discuss it. Um, and 
I'll make it a point to try to find the first part of the Lifetime documentary. And um, we can finish the conversation up in that podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this. And please uh, follow me on all social media. Follow M-S-D-J-H-O-O-D-I-E on Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram. I'm everywhere. And again, look me up on the podcast player. Just type in Why Run and you will see my cover photo pop up. Subscribe. That would really, really make me happy. Listen to all my podcasts if you can. And... um Yeah, don't forget to add, rate, comment, subscribe, and share. And until my next podcast, I'll see you guys Monday. Peace.